You know, sometimes when you're in a worship experience and you're with your church family and you're singing and you're praising God and you're coming together for a great cause, uh, and in that moment on that last song, I couldn't do anything but just stand there and smile. You know, sometimes you're in, 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 in a worship experience and you're in that moment and, 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 you, and you experience the presence of God and things are good. And you just say, God, thank you. And I wonder as I smile up, God is smiling back down at us. And I think that's a truth to that. And, and so thank you for participating in worship and your beautiful voices singing out and praising God. It's a, it's a blessing for us, but I'll tell you, it's a blessing to him, the one that we're singing to. And God will bless those who continue to worship him. And I'm not saying everything's going to go exactly how you plan, but, but I tell you, as you continue to worship him, things will work out. It will be good for the glory of God, and we know that. Well, thank you for being here. It is a special day, and I believe there's a special message here for all of us today. So uh, let's open your, open your hearts, open your minds, open your ears. Let's, let's listen to what God has for us once again here this morning. Well, if you're like me, you probably love it when the Olympics roll around every, uh, every couple of years, winter, and then also the Summer Olympics. Uh, I, I love watching it. I get this rush of American pride, and it doesn't matter what is on TV. If there's an American and they're in the, the medal hunt, then I'm going to be watching it. I don't care if it's curling. I don't care uh, if it's water polo. I don't care if it's cross-country skiing. I'm going to watch it because I want them to win, right? Well, for example, a couple of uh, this, this past... Last Winter Olympics here in 2018, uh, if you recall, there was, a, there was a wonderful, thrilling experience when Jesse Diggins and uh, Keegan Randall uh, were the, their cross-country cross skiers, and they were in this speed relay uh, with just the two of them, and they actually won the gold medal. Now, it doesn't seem like much, but for Americans, that was the first gold medal ever in cross-country skiing. All we had is one other medal before that, and that was 1976. It was a bronze and so this was a big deal when these ladies crossed the finish line after all this toil, all this pain of, of exercise and, and training, and then they won the gold. I don't know if you remember the experience, but if you haven't, I want to share with you a little bit of that excitement. So I have just a clip of them, cross, of actually Jesse Diggins crossing the finish line uh, after she received the baton from uh, Keegan Randall. So let's watch this real quickly. Randall to Diggins. Here we go. It's on for gold. Norway, Sweden and the USA. It's her turn to ask some questions of Norway and Sweden. This is a mighty final. Into the stadium they come. Couple of hundred metres to go. It's anybody's. It doesn't look like Fala can do it for the Norwegians. It's Sweden and the United States, stride for stride, push for push. Who's it going to be? Nilsson or Diggins coming down to the line. And the United States has done it from Sweden and Norway. Oh, what a performance from Jess Diggins. History for the United States. Woo, can we have a clap? Oh, they give you chills a little bit. Man, I'm excited. It makes me want to go do cross-country skiing. Um, no. <laughs> no, not, not really. But that's finishing strong. You know what I mean? I mean, legs are tired. And their will has been stretched. 
and tested, exhaustion is, is settling in. But she, she gave everything she had, and she, she gave it all there at the very end, and they won. Now, see, after all of that, after all the toil, after all the pain, after, after she experienced this, there was then, at that point, there was elation, there was joy. And here's the key point. There could then be rest. Now, I think a lot of us in here desire rest. We want peace in our lives. But I want to show you something today. There is a close connection between rest and finishing the race. Finishing strong. I want you to see that today. So hang on to that thought. We're in a series that I started several weeks ago called Valleys of Life. uh, Where uh, basically all of us go through different seasons of life. We go through ups and downs. We go through trials and successes. Times of busyness. Times of loneliness. Times of confusion. Times of great, uh, great wonder. So we go through all these different seasons of life. And so what I'm aiming to do is to give you some godly perspective as you go through these different seasons of life. See, God's people in, in, in the scripture, the individuals in scripture, had ups and downs and successes and, and, and sorrows just as we have. And so what we're doing, we're going to literal geographical valleys of light, uh, ge- geographical valleys, see what happens in scripture to God's people there, and, and, and see what we can learn from them in those moments. And, and I feel like this has been a very beneficial series so far for those who've been involved already, uh, because it'll meet you. If you're not in this particular season of life, season of life or one that I've already talked about or one that I will talk about, you will go through it at some point. And so I think there's some great truths that we can glean from scripture as we look at this. So I hope it's been beneficial to you. Well, I've got a question. Have you recently been in a season of life where you feel like quitting, where you feel like just giving up? Maybe you're weary because of some circumstance. Maybe you're quite frustrated because of something that's going on. Maybe you've been looking and you see uh, that maybe something is better that you want to go after, kind of the grass is greener mentality on the other side. Maybe that's what you've been thinking. Or, or, or maybe you think, well, I've had some good accomplishments already. I'm just going to go ahead and give up now, okay? I don't need to do anything else. Or, or maybe you look ahead and you see that the challenges before you are just absolutely unbearable. And to think that to go on, you just can't do it. And so you've been processing this and, and you're really in the position where you think, maybe it's better that I just quit, give up. This is a valley of life that I think every one of us find ourselves in from time to time. Maybe right now you want to quit a job. You're just fed up with it. Maybe you want to quit your ministry that you've been a part of, or maybe a relationship that you're ready to quit on. Maybe it's a project at the house, or, or maybe it's not wanting to finish school because it's getting so difficult, or maybe you're at the point where you're like, I'm done with this marriage. Or maybe you're saying, God, I want to quit on my faith with you because you're not coming through like I thought you would. Maybe right now you feel like quitting something. Though you know God says, don't do that. If that's where you are, I want you to listen to this event in the Bible, this story in the Bible, and be greatly encouraged. If you've got your Bible, turn with me to Joshua chapter 11. 
We're going to be camped out there. We'll start reading in verse 4 in just a moment. But let me give a, a good running start to this, this, uh, uh, this passage that we're going to read. Under Joshua's leadership, Israel came to that final battle to claim the promised land. But here's the problem. There, there was a big, a big task ahead of them. You see, all of the remaining kings saw the threat of Israel, and so they joined forces, and they came out in these large numbers to overthrow Israel's quest to take Canaan. And so Israel was at this crossroads. They could finish the task. God had promised it already, but they could finish the task, or they could give up on what they started. And so I want us to see what happens near the Valley of Mitzvah. And this is a little picture so you can see if you're wondering where it is. They've already kind of crossed the Jordan. They went up north uh, above the Sea of Galilee. And so now here they are, uh, the Valley of Mitzvah, up near uh, kind of where you can see Dan, the very north part of, uh, of, the, of the territory that they would possess. And so here they are. Let's begin reading here in verse 4, Joshua chapter 11, verse 4. Okay, so let this come alive. Let's see what happens. And they that are the remaining nations, these remaining kings and their armies, and they came out with all their troops, a a great horde in number like the sand that is on the seashore with very many horses and chariots. And all these kings joined their forces and came and encamped together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel and the Lord. So here's the Lord. He speaks to Joshua and he says, Do not be afraid of them, for tomorrow at this time I will give them over, all of them, slain to Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. And so Joshua... And all his warriors came suddenly against them by the waters of Merom and fell upon them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel who struck them and chased them. I love that. And chased them as far as the great Sidon in Misrephoth, Ma'am, and eastward as far as the valley of Mitzpah. And they struck them until he left none remaining. Now, they didn't just fight them. Uh, at the waters of Merom, where, where, and at that point, all these kings started fleeing again. Israel chased after them. Didn't say, hey, they're leaving. Oh, bye-bye. Hope, see, bye-bye. you know, they didn't do it. They chased after them. They finished the task in the Valley of Mitzvah. And let's keep reading. And Joshua, verse 9, did to them just as the Lord said to him. He hamstrung the horses and burned the chariots of fire. He finished the task, you see. And Joshua turned back at, the, at that time and captured Hazar and struck its king with the sword. For uh, Hazor uh, formerly was the head of the kingdoms. And, so, and they struck with the sword all who were in it. Now listen to Joshua's fully, him fully executing this mission. Devoting them to destruction, there was none left that breathed. And he burned Hazar with fire. And all the cities of the kings and all the kings Joshua captured and struck them with the edge of the sword, devoting them to destruction. And the NIV actually says they completely destroyed them. Nothing was left. Just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. Verse 13. But none of the cities that stood on mounds did uh, Israel burn except Hazar alone uh, that Joshua burned. Verse 14. And all the spoil of these cities and the livestock and the people of Israel took for the plunder. But every person they struck with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them. And they did not leave any who breathed. 
just as the Lord had commanded Moses, his servant. So Moses commanded Joshua, and so Joshua did. He left nothing undone. Boy, you notice all these words about nothing, complete, total destruction, all these things. And all, the, all that the Lord had commanded Moses. See, God's word is very clear. You think, why did he read all of this? Well, I wanted you to see how specific the word of God is about the way Joshua took care of everything, left nothing undone. He fully completed the, the task. Was it hard, you think? Yeah, I think it was. Was it tiring? Absolutely. You think maybe at some point some of them thought, ah, do you think maybe we could quit? Maybe. But they didn't. They finished the task. You know, when Israel's enemies started fleeing to Merom, it might have crossed their mind. And I'm just going to speculate a little bit, and I admit that. But it may have crossed their minds to think, yay, they're gone, they're fleeing, look at them go. We won. They don't want to face us anymore. We've done everything we need to do. Let's quit and let's enjoy what we have now. See, that might have been a temptation to some of them. Not to Joshua, but maybe it was to some of them. But instead of potentially acting upon that temptation, they pursued them. I mean, they fully finished the task in the Valley of Mitzvah. And because they fully executed the mission, I want you to see what the blessing is, okay? So if you skip down to verse 23, if you still have your Bible open, watch, listen to me as I read this, verse 23. Ready? Here's the blessing. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord had spoken to Moses, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal allotments. And here's the point. Ready? And the land had rest from war. Rest. It wasn't until they had completed the mission did they have rest? See, some of you might be having a hard time finding rest, finding peace in your life right now. Because there is some sort of incomplete mission or project or commitment that's just kind of hanging over your head and you want to quit. You want to run away from it. And so at this point, as you're wanting rest, as you're wanting peace, it's actually impossible to, for you to find that peace, to find that rest. Because the project hasn't been completed, the task. See, one of the great attributes of God, as we, we sing about quite often, is God's faithfulness. What he says he's going to do, he's going to complete. God finishes what he starts. And then after he finishes... Then he has rest. For example, think about this. In the creation story, God created for six days, we know. And then on the seventh day, what did he do? He had rest because he completed. He completed the work. See, rest, it follows finishing. And so when we are not faithful to finish things that we have committed to, we will, uh, rest will escape us. So it doesn't 
matter who you are, I'm going to tell you right now, all of us are in the middle of some sort of unfinished mission. Every one of you are on this path to complete something. For example, your unfinished mission might be raising your kids in a godly home. And it can be difficult, be very challenging, and, and you have to live out what you're proclaiming and what you're teaching and what you're listening to. And so your kids have to see that. And so it's this task that you have, and sometimes you think, I just want to give up. I can't do this. But you got this unfinished mission you have to continue on. And maybe it's leading a ministry, and you've been doing it faithfully for many years. It could be a Bible study or something else. And, and, and it's not always exactly how you would expect it to be. And at times you feel like, I just want to quit. But God, you're not releasing me. I want to be done with this. Can I move on? Or maybe you had this unfinished mission of, of completing a project at home or at work. And it's hanging over your head. And you want rest, but it's not coming. Well, because you haven't completed it. Or maybe it's, it's, it's your marriage right now that's struggling and you're, you've got this unfinished mission, of course, of, of being married till death and, and, and loving your spouse until death do you part that you committed to. Maybe it's finishing school. Some of you are just starting out and you're freshmen. Others of you are seniors and you're thinking, I'm so close, but I feel like quitting. We're all part of some sort of unfinished mission unfinished commitment and task that we have. And at the very least, you, your mission with God isn't finished. And yes, while eternal life has been promised to us, if you put your faith in Christ, you're still working out your salvation and fear and trembling, that sanctification process, becoming more and more like him. And so we're all, we all have this unfinished business that we have in our lives, every one of us in here. But maybe you've stumbled in this place, um, ready to quit, whatever it is. Maybe one or maybe more of those things. If so, I would encourage you to just reread this story and see how many times we, we uh, see how particular it is about God's word speaking that Joshua finished every little bit of it that he needed to do. And then afterwards, that's when the rest came. So with this in mind, I want to share with you the key point here this morning up on the screen. The key point is this. If you want rest, if you want peace in your life, finish what God had you start. Finish it. Endure to the end. See, if God called you to a task or a commitment of some sort, he wants to see you Work through to the very end, to endure to the end. If the task takes you all your life to complete, like marriage or, or your faith in him, or in some regards raising your kids and being a godly influence to your kids, God wants you to finish strong so that you can have rest there at the end. Now I know you might be weary. You might be frustrated right now in this task that you're on, this commitment that you're, you're being challenged with. And so you may want to quit even today. And so if that's you, here's what I want to do. I want to give you a little motivation to endure today. I want you to think about Jesus. 
Imagine with me for a moment. Now, we know that Jesus finished strong in his life as he was there, especially when he opened up his ministry in those last three, three and a half years of his life. We know that he finished strong. But let's just imagine for a moment. What if, what if he didn't finish his mission on earth? Let's reflect for a moment. Just imagine with me. What if when Jesus was praying there in the garden and he was lifting up his soul to the Father and he cried out that beautiful prayer, Father, if it's, if it's your will, let, let this cup pass from me. What if in that moment he says, ah, never mind. I don't care about your will. Let my will be done. I'm out of here. What if that moment he just gave up? What if when Judas, one of his beloved disciples, came up to him when he betrayed him and he kissed him on the cheek, what if at that moment Jesus said, that's it, I'm done. I can't have this happening to me. Or what if when the religious leaders who were falsely accusing him before everybody, insulting him in that moment, what if he said, you're lying. I'm out of here. You guys don't deserve what I can give you. What if he said that? What if when he was before Pilate and he was being sentenced to be crucified and, and, and there's the people shouting to release Barabbas? What if in that moment Jesus said, I'm done. You guys would rather take this criminal than me. I'm done with you guys. What if he said that? What if... At any moment of the, any one of the, the 39 lashes that Jesus was taking on his back, what if at one of those he cried out and said, Angels, come down, rescue me, I can't do this anymore? What if he said it right then? What if when they placed the thorny crown on his, on his head, what if at that moment he gave up? What if at any point on the street, as he's carrying the cross to Calvary, he says, I'm too weak. I'm done. I can't do this. Or when he saw his mother on the street, weeping, crying, looking at him in that moment. What if he said, I'm done. My heart aches. Father, I can't do this. Or what if when the nails were being pierced into his hands and his feet, he said, there's too much pain. I'm done. Or what if he quit in those last moments of life as he hung naked on the cross, struggling for every breath? What if he quit right before then, before he died? What if he gave up at any of these points in his final hours and said, that's it, I'm done with you people, I'm done with this commitment thing, I'm tired of it. This is too much to handle and you guys don't care. What if that would have happened? You and I wouldn't have salvation right now. 
We wouldn't be able to, to have the promise of eternal life and be in one with the Father. Jesus had to go the full distance and finish strong. He had to complete his mission all the way to the cross to make us right with the Father, no matter how hard it was. And in his last breath, he was able to say those beautiful words that we cherish to this day. He was able to say, it is finished. Then rest came. Finishing brings rest. What are you about to give up? Is it your marriage? Are you about to say, I'm done? Or what about your job? What about that person that you've given up on? Them giving their life to Jesus? Or, or is it your family? Is it your church? Are you ready to give up on God? Or maybe you're at the point where you're ready, I'm, I'm ready to give up my life and take your own life. Listen, if you give up because of inconvenience or impatience or because of your own selfishness, Rest is not waiting for you. God created you with a plan. And he, had, he who has started a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the end. So if God has not released you from this current circumstance that you are in and you have no good reason to be released, finish the task. See, whatever God has called you to do, He's calling you to finish it. Now then, you may be thinking even in this moment, what if I've already quit? Start over, right where you are. Make a new vision. Begin to go back at this whole life thing with a renewed sense of commitment. And then don't give up, don't quit, finish strong. See, this is an important message for you personally today because there may be some folks out here that are ready to quit, whatever it is that you're dealing with. But this is also a very important message for us as we seek to pay off this, this children's building because we need to see it through to the end. And so let's finish the task, both individually and as a church. I hope this spoke directly to your heart today because if there is somebody in here ready to quit, especially quit on their life, please get help. Finish strong. Finish strong. That's when rest comes. I want you to bow your heads with me as we wrap up. But as we bow our heads, let's not, let's not give up. God's still working right now. Let's finish strong this service. Are you about to quit on something? Your kids, your spouse, your ministry, your job, your faith, maybe even your life. If you feel you're about to give up, remember, if God started you on a mission, he will help you complete it. It may not be easy. Maybe a lot of wrestling involved in that, but finish strong. And when you do, you're going to find R-E-S-T. Rest. Do you need to recommit to something today? To finish strong? This altar up the front, if you could just imagine an altar being up here, I would say, come up and just get on a knee and say, God, I'm recommitting.
Help me finish strong. If you need to do that, please don't be uh, too shy to do so. Be courageous. It could be the thing that kind of sets you on the right path. If you need prayer today, we have prayer partners at our prayer tables. As soon as you stand to your feet, you go get some prayer from one of our prayer partners. They can help you. They'll pray over you. Please, you can tap the person on your shoulder. I know it's tight in here, but they'll let you out. It's more important that you go do what you need to do and you get right with God. So whatever God is leading you to do, you be obedient. If you need to give your life to Jesus, talk to one of our prayer partners and we'll help you. But let's be obedient to him now. Father, you have started all of us on missions. And every mission seems to have a struggle in it. And there are temptations for us to quit. But I pray in this moment, by your example, by the example of Jesus, for at any moment he could have quit, but he didn't. And he gave us eternal life. He, he, was, he made us one with you, O oh Father. May he be our example. So God, I'm praying, I'm asking, and I'm pleading for the individual in here right now who is considering quitting. May you capture their heart. May you give them a renewed sense of purpose. May you turn their eyes to you and not the problem. Oh God, that's what we're asking for right now. And so as we sing here in just a moment, about your faithfulness, about your wonder, about your beauty. I pray right now that you'd be exalted, that we would get a renewed sense of purpose. God, use this ministry time however you desire. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand.